What is going on out there? All you beautiful bell breakers. Bell breakers. There you go. <laughs> so yeah. good to have you back. You just, you just beat me to it, so I, I don't know, say I, the wrong I, I thing. I was going to say I didn't want you to screw it up. <laughs> I wasn't going to. I had it. I had it right, but I was okay. second guessing myself. So I'm glad you jumped right yeah, in. Well, there. you know how sometimes you get something stuck in your head, and yep. you're like, "I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it," and then boom, you said it. Yep. Like yeah. calling somebody by the wrong name, no matter how many times you say you're not going to call them by the wrong name. <laughs> and that wrong name happens to be the name of someone. Yeah. On Didn't you? Harassment. Yeah. 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 You yeah. had a, a customer at our job. His what was? His it, last name was Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. It was like like, Weinstein, know, like Weinstein. James Weinstein or something. And I and I was like, I'm not gonna call him Harvey Weinstein. I'm not gonna call him. And then I said, Thanks, Harvey. <laughs> Dude, what did he say to you? He just kind of gave me this blank look, like what? <laughs> Hopefully, he, it never connected. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm surprised he didn't just completely uh, cancel service with us. Like, I, uh, I'm sorry, um, I can't work with these people because they think this is hilarious. I mean, it is hilarious. It is funny, but yeah, but um, to laugh for you to openly laugh at it in front of him—that was probably the wrong. <laughs> yeah, customer service tends to frown on that. <laughs> I just called you Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. <laughs> You, you probably wouldn't find it so funny. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> so what is going on? We are here back at you one one week at a time. I can't even keep track of which week we're on anymore. We've been going it that 16? long. Is it week no, 16? No, it's not. It's 17 or 18 what? now. Yeah, we've been That's doing this for a while. Talk. We have been doing this for several months now. We're just going to put it in the, the several okay. region now. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. No, no longer counting by the weeks. We're several yeah. months into this. Okay, cool. Still in 2020, though, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean, yeah. eventually... If we can make it with this podcast through 2020, I I feel like we deserve like a party. I, I, we should have like a live like live stream party. I don't know. At 20, 20, 21, I'm telling you, 2020 is preparing us for 2021. Oh God, no! <laughs> so no. 2020 is gonna be a cakewalk compared. So to So in other words, stock up on ammunition and booze. Exactly. That's what we need. Exactly. I'm I'm going out. I'm going get, out with a go, bang. Go get your cabin up in the mountains. Yep. Because stock it full. Of Skynet alcohol is coming. Because that's what you're gonna need to get through it. Yeah. Is Mass, mass quantities of alcohol. Yeah. Um, so how's everybody doing? Um, it's kind of been a kind of a quiet week personally for me anyway. Yeah. Um, watched a lot of sports. Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you get more football in this week? Oh, yeah. 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 Steelers are 2-0. Nice. Yeah. nice. And so Not that's about that. uh, fun. Unfortunately, I had to jump through hoops to try to watch the game. I had to jump through a couple different Facebook live streams to, mm. to be able to watch the whole game. Um. So. I, I jump through the hoops every night to watch baseball yeah. because I don't have regular TV. And I was <coughs> stealing um, one of your accounts oh. to, to watch um, direct TV last year. And then, oh, yeah. <coughs> and then the um, um, not MLB, but the Fox Sports Midwest got canceled on Dish Network. Right. So I was no longer able to watch it. And so, um, so yeah, I ended up finding, I was like, Googling live streams for the, to watch the MLB, and I found a Discord server that has links to a Reddit site that has links to live streams. So nice. you got to really jump through these hoops, but it's nice. You were watching, you yeah, saw it when I no, got it was here. It's it really nice, good quality, nice high def for yeah, uh, for a free it. live stream. So. Uh, actually, <laughs> the, I ended up finishing the game on the the li Facebook live stream. It was a lady in Chicago. Oh, wow. Who was live streaming her TV that had the game on it? She just like holding her camera, something. <laughs> yes, it was something like that. 
what surprises me or shouldn't surprise me is, you know, I still will talk to people and they're like, I don't want to have anything to do with sports this year. Mm. And it's terrible. It's like, and then they'll sit there and talk about, well, but my son said, uh, right. Uh, yeah. That, that, that the chiefs were doing great. And that this is happening. And that's yeah, you, right. for you to know all this information, right. you're telling me you haven't watched right. any sports. Yeah. Well, and to just, yeah, exactly. You may come out and say publicly that you're taking a stance against it, but you know, it's like, if you're still following it, right. you're still yeah. giving it yeah. more just, credit just than you're it. saying. I mean, yeah. it's, it's to me, it's like you either like the game or you don't like the game. Yeah. You know? So, and it's uh, like like when somebody comes into work and they they say something like, "Well, I I, I stopped watching football because there's so much politics in it." And my response to that would be, "Well, can I stop coming to work because there's so much <laughs> so much politics involved right. in it right now? Can can I stop yeah. that?" It, it seems like it should be fair. Yeah, I I, I agree or at least so. so I don't have to keep hearing you say this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I said last week, I'm just sick of hearing about it. Yeah. I don't hear about it nearly as much in baseball. Maybe it's yeah. just because I. Not too many people I know watch baseball. Maybe right. that's the case. So, that might be, yeah. so I I have that as my own personal sanctuary. So, yeah. since nobody else really follows it that much, maybe right. that's why. And so. that's how it's been this year. I'll be like, oh, did you catch the game? Oh, you know, I'm just not really into football this year. It's like, well, okay, yeah, then maybe you loss. won't talk politics to me about right. it. <laughs> yeah. I can just watch the damn game. Right. Um. Whatever happens this year. Like people are bitching about the Cardinals and how bad they are. It's like this this year. Yeah, I'm glad I get to watch it. That's my favorite part, really, of the day. But I'm not really counting this year as an actual year because, yeah. I mean... It, if the Steelers win the Super Bowl, I'm counting it. Of course. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, if the Cardinals do go to the World Series, right, yes, right. I'm going to count it. But if they don't get in the playoffs or they don't do well, then no, that's an asterisk. <laughs> but, but if they get to the World Series and someone else is like, well, it's kind of an asterisk, you're like, you shut your damn mouth! <laughs> obviously. Obviously. <laughs> That's that's a true fan for you. So when you have uh, super biased um, right. um, expectations like that, you, you know you're a true fan. Right, yeah. But if it's, oh, it comes with World Series, well, it's an asterisk year. Well, other than sports, there has been a ton going on around the country specifically. I don't even think yeah. we're going to even get it over across the overseas Not this, this week because yeah. there's so much well, we're, going we're on. We're six weeks to Election Day. Yep. yep. And... Uh, Shit's getting real, <laughs> yeah. and uh, things are getting intense, and and seems like different things are happening every week that are just making this more and more of a high stakes. Well, it doesn't it, it really doesn't help that six weeks in prior to a an election, a freaking Supreme Court justice decides right. to die. I mean, right. how selfish well, of her to well, not I, wait. Oh, unless she was offed. You know, like, yeah, yeah, we've yeah. had I this mean, talk. Yeah, yeah, she could have been. Yeah, and we'll get into that. Maybe, yeah. maybe second. There's half. potential for that. Like I said, we'll we'll get into that later. Let's and I love how yeah we'll get into it. Right. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Anyways, anyway, so um, let, why don't we just go ahead and get ready to get into it? But before we do, um, like like we say every week, check us out on social media. Um, at Break the Bell Pod is our handle on all our social media. Um, check out our store, which um I can't remember where it is again. It's uh, at um uh, Big Cartel. That's it. Uh, <laughs> I, I always think it's the drug people. Yes. Um <laughs> breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Um you you can buy t-shirts and neck gaiters and hoodies and stickers and all kind uh not all kinds, but a, a few different things right now. Um so check that out. Uh that that's the one way to help support us. The other way to help support us again, like we say every time is uh share us around, share us with your friends. You guys are our biggest sponsors because um, without you guys, um, we're just talking to ourselves, which we do anyway. But still, um, if if you want to continue to see 
bigger and better things from us, yeah, help us share the word around and spread it around. Otherwise, um, why don't we just get right into it? Let's let's do it. Let's kick it. What did you say? You talking to me? What what the heck are you talking about? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What are you talking about? What are you talking about? What are you saying? What did you say? Are you talking to me? Well, maybe he was talking to me. What did you say? Talk to me. What in heaven's name are you talking about? Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. Did you just say? What did you say? You listen to me? Are you talking to me? Are you talking to me? What the hell are you talking about? Who are you talking to? All right. You know what? Let's just do it. Let's get right into this. Bill, are you alive over there? Yes, sir. I'm alive. All right. Making sure you're awake. Yes. Thought you might have fallen asleep on me already. No, no, no. No, I'm, we're just getting started. We are. I am. I am tired, but but we're gonna yeah. pound right through this thing. We're gonna it power is. through it. Um, we're just gonna jump right into it. Things are going on in the world, and one thing that we don't generally cover very much is the entertainment news. And so there are a few things going on in entertainment news that I feel like we should talk about i mean it is it's 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 um culture cha- shaking stuff it might be the least important thing going on in history but i mean i feel like we still got to talk I, about I, it i think it, it's um actually it points to the direction that um things are going media hollywood um you know pop culture is is trying to go that way sure i i'll give you that but in general like the emmys and the no, um, I, I haven't the watched, oscars yeah Means so very oh, little, yeah, so right, completely right, right. little, yeah. like absolutely nothing to me. That I agree, but um, like you said, um, it does kind of it it portrays what's actually going on in the world, or at least what they're trying to show is right. going on in the world. Um, last night the Emmys uh took place, the seventy second annual Emmys, and um, they had uh huge, huge ratings, act to the point where um, it says. Primetime Emmy Awards show ratings dropped to an all-time low. All-time. Oh. Of all time. Right, when people are afraid to go anywhere. It says, this article is from CNBC.com, so it's not even like, yeah. Um, it, it, it's a pretty major news, news source. But it, it, it says the 72nd primetime, annual primetime Emmy Awards saw the lowest viewership of any Emmy ceremony in the Television Academy's history. I I believe it. It's not just like, they're not just kind of saying, hey, did you see, that was really bad. It was the worst ever. It's not like a Donald Trump saying it's the worst worst show ever. But but it's interesting because, I mean, TV is really good nowadays. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff on Mm -hmm. TV. Not not so much on like mainstream channels like CBS, ABC, whatever. But, you know, Netflix has good stuff. HBO has good stuff. Netflix is getting a lot of these awards and stuff too. A lot of oh, their, I believe their it. shows, but um, the show itself, the the award ceremony, um, yeah, not right. so popular. Yeah. So I'm just gonna read just a little bit of this article. I'll pull it up. So um, the key points, besides one I just read, 
Uh, the show only drew 5.1 million total viewers. That's down 14% from last year. Wow, that's That huge. is a huge drop. Um, the year, this year, the Emmys also competed against Sunday Night Football and the NBA playoffs. So maybe that's yeah, something that, to do with that, it. But, but like you said, everyone's saying they're not watching. I was going to say, and, and typically people who watch football and basketball are probably not watching the Emmys. Yeah, yeah. So it's not... Um, it's not like they're pulling foot, uh, right. Emmys, right, yeah. Emmys people away to yeah. watch football. It says, despite stacked odds, the 72nd annual Primetime Emmy Awards went off without a hitch Sunday night. Without a hitch? Besides the fact nobody watched it. <laughs> right, exactly. Still, the show, produced by ABC and hosted by Jimmy Kimmel, wasn't able to uh, overcome all of the obstacles put in its path by the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. Oh, my gosh. Um. I, they called it, didn't they call it like the pandemies or something? Yeah, they called it the pandemies. <laughs> In early estimates from Nielsen Monday, it appears the show saw the lowest viewership of any um, Emmy ceremony in television history. We already we already read that. Yeah. Kimmel and producers at ABC knew they were taking a risk with this year's Emmys. The event was hosted live. It's like they're. It's like they're giving them the, all the excuses right. in the book yeah, for right, why right. it sucked so yeah. bad. And, and the wildfires, and uh, there's power outage, and and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, the Midwest had a storm like a month and a half ago, right. and, yeah. and, and and it's an election year. Elections and, coming up. Yeah. People are worried about that. And and, and RBG just died. <laughs> I was just and, <laughs> say that. Uh, it says the event was hosted live from an empty sale or Staples Center in L.A. With the majority of nominees waiting in their living rooms to hear if they had won. Why in the Staples Center? Why do they run out the entire Staples Center? Right, for two people. For a couple <laughs> people to stand on an, a stage empty. Yeah, right. And, and a lot of the reasons why people tune into those shows is they want to see, oh, you know, oh, that's such a pretty dress. Mm -hmm. Wow. And, and Yeah, for the like, and, red carpet. Yeah, you like know, that. remember the, the old Joan Rivers like, okay, who you wearing today, honey? <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I do remember that. Um they should have each did their own red carpet in their living room. <laughs> they should have. Just that modeled been, on Zoom. Yes, yes, that, that would have been, been nice. Awesome. <laughs> says, the show itself was rather seamless, considering all of the hurdles the broadcast had to jump due to the ongoing coronavirus pandemic. The production team ended up shipping 130 camera and lighting kits to nominees across the world. <laughs> so they're not even like using their own personal cameras. Right. They like ship them their own cameras. Um, since social distancing guidelines would not permit any mass gatherings, not to mention there are ongoing travel restrictions, Shit's Creek swept the comedy categories. I don't, I don't, I don't want to read. Nah, I don't, don't want to read who we won what. We don't care. There was no red carpet, no live audience, and the ceremony's lead-in show was an episode of Celebrity Family Feud. That's a thing. So the show leading up to um, the ceremony, I guess. And featuring Fallout Boy and Weezer, that would have been more fun to watch that than, would have the, been actually, than yeah. the Emmys. And I'm not a Family Feud fan, right. but, but I would Weezer? like Weezer and Fallout Boy yeah. playing against you. Yeah, that'd be fun. You're right. Um, this year, the Emmys also competed against football and the playoffs. Yes, we know. And then it goes on to say who the games were against. <laughs> Even they don't <laughs> care about the Emmys. Yeah. In a in a scintillating competition between the Packers <laughs> or the Patriots and the Seahawks. <laughs> right. Oh man, this is so bad. Um Russell Wilson I, seemed on point. <laughs> I did see that cuz like we said um they uh they weren't in a um they weren't actually there. There was no audience there or anything, yeah. but they did cut to like um, shots of like crowds from previous audiences from time to that's, time, and that's then really shoot sad. to 
shots of cutouts of celebrities is, sitting around. Is that is that thirty year old Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. Wow, he <laughs> aged well. <laughs> I wonder who does his work. <laughs> right, but then they, like I said, they had cutouts um, of celebrities sitting yeah. around. Um, the one thing that we did pull out is um, the most awkward clip ever. Yeah, Anthony Anderson. Yeah. He um, comes out and. Well, I'll just play the video because yeah. it's hard it, to explain. It's hard to explain, and it, it's almost like watching a car wreck. It, it just seems really awkward to me. Yep. I don't think Jimmy Kimmel really knew what was going on. I, I, I That was scripted so badly that yeah. he looked like he didn't know what was going on. But Jimmy Kimmel is the puppet right, right. now, yeah. and I'll tell you why he, after he, this clip. He kind of looks like how Mike Myers looked when Kanye came out and said, President Bush hates black people. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> So here's this clip real quick. We'll play what Nominees, you know, I have a few things that uh, I'd like to say. You do? Yes, I oh. do. Because in rehearsal, I thought we decided that we're just gonna... You know, we have a record number of black Emmy nominees this year, which is great. This is the part where the white people start to applaud. Oh. And nod. Oh. Thank hmm. you, Jimmy. All right, these that alone. Emmys would yeah, have right. been no, roll over. You know, these Emmys would have been NBA All-Star Weekend and Wakanda all wrapped in one. This was supposed to be the blackest Emmys ever. I'm Y'all not sure wouldn't have been means. able to handle Ooh. how black it was going to be. But, but because of COVID, we can't even get in the damn building. I'm still rooting for everybody black because black stories, black performances, and black lives matter. Say it with me, Jimmy. Black, Black lives, lives matter. matter. Louder, Jimmy. Black, Black lives, lives matter. matter. Louder, Jimmy. Say it so that my kids can hear it. Black, Black lives, lives matter. matter. That's right. And because Black lives matter, Black people now will dance, stay monkey, at home dance. Right. To be safe. Which it's exactly what it is, and uh, you know it's all scripted. But he, Jimmy Kimmel, looks so uncomfortable up yeah. there in that. Um, he performance does. that they just gave, I guess you could call it whatever you want want to call that thing. Um, and why I said Jimmy Kimmel is a puppet up there is because, um, what was it like six months ago? They thought Jimmy Kimmel was going to get canceled, and right. he had he like stepped down for a while, took right. a took a hiatus because, um, he had that that scene pulled up from what was the show that it he was used? the the Man Show with Adam Carolla that yeah. he would he would pretend to be Carl Malone, the basketball player. And he'd show up in blackface. And so the only way Jimmy Kimmel is standing up on the stage right now is, is if he can be he, um, um, the puppet for yeah. everything else. He had else. to agree to be completely emasculated in front of a live national audience to make right, up for it. Right. So um, I, that's just awkward. The whole thing is awkward. Yeah. Whether you agree with Black Lives Matter or not, you, you can't disagree that that well, was and, just awkward and, and pandering. And, 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 and you talk about stereotypes. I mean, to say, oh, it shouldn't have been an alpaca. It should have been a pit bull. I mean, mm -hmm. how big more stereotypical can you get than well, that? Well, he was intentionally throwing out, this would be like hot sauce in your purse know, black. Right, and right. this would be... You, you fit the description black. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I know what he was trying to do, but it yeah. just came across really awkward. Yeah, the whole thing is just weird. And like you said, just the atmosphere of mm -hmm. the ceremonies is reflective of the atmosphere of what's going on in media right now, what's yeah. going on, what they expect to be going on in the world right now. It's like, right. dude, just repeat after me. Yeah. Say what I'm saying right. or you are a racist. Well, they're trying to create this whole atmosphere of 
they're they're brave for showing up and doing this, even though it's in a pandemic, mm-hmm. right? And people are locked in their houses trying to be safe. Mm-hmm. And so you got that whole thing, and then you got this whole like I'm gonna get on my knees be through be the throne of Black Lives Matter. Right, right. And um, and again, I, I think that's where Hollywood is right now. I think that's where, you know, they, they're they pushing pop culture to go right now. That's where they're hoping they can get America to go right now. Right. And it, I, I don't know. It's, it's so pandering to a culture. It's so pandering to so many cultures. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. And again, it's... I don't know. It's just like bowing the knee, like you said, to to this movement or yeah. this this direction that. Um, Which I I heard on the news that because of everything that's been going on, Black Lives Matter now has dropped to less than a twenty percent approval rate. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, so they're so out of touch with like normal people. Uh-huh. You know, and they're still pushing it. But uh, unfortunately, the 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 uh, fun in in Hollywood does not stop there. No, no. <laughs> well, this is kind of old news, but we haven't talked about it yet. But um, it continues into other award ceremonies, such as the Oscars, who have released their new guidelines. I, I like to call it affirmative action awards. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, that that about explains it the best. Um, new guidelines because. The Oscars are so undiverse that um, it's it's become such a big problem that we need to change in four years from now. Right? Not not now. Let's not change yeah. it now. It's no, not that it's, bad it's now. Too, it's too soon. That's like um, when the pandemic was kind of at its height. Um, here in town, a bunch of stores decided not not the city, but a bunch of stores decided to mandate masks. Right. One being Target. Right. And. But the the thing was, Target was like, well, we're going to man- – it's so bad we're going to mandate masks, but not for two weeks. Right, 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 yeah. What sense does that make? If it's yeah, so bad right. we got to freaking wear masks, right. why wait two weeks? What's yeah. the point? Yeah. So um, the Oscars decided to implement new rules, new um, inclusivity rules, but not starting until 2024, four years from now. Yeah. So another president will be up for election when, Maybe that's when this actually for. takes place, probably. So this article says the Academy explains diversity rules for Best Picture Oscar. Um, It says, here, I'll pull this up. Beginning in 2022, films aimed for top award will have to turn in a confidential inclusion standard form. So in 2022, they just have to turn in this form, like basically stating all the minority groups in their picture. We want to make a movie and we want to um, include... Uh, we got uh, three Latinx, uh, two LGBTQs, a deaf um, guy, a deaf guy, a guy in a wheelchair, and a guy we think he's autistic or just socially awkward. We're not sure. <laughs> We're not sure, or he just doesn't like to talk to people. <laughs> um, but the, uh, not until twenty twenty four will they have to meet um, the standards, right. these inclusion standards that they're coming up with. Right. So it says in June. So this is a couple months ago. The Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Scientists, (laughs) Sciences, uh, which oversees the Oscars, said it would add a diversity component to the Oscar race. On Tuesday, it explained how it's going to work. Beginning in 2024, with the 96th Oscars, films hoping to qualify for Best Picture category will have to meet inclusion standards both on camera and behind the scenes. So we're also talking about, like, lighting crew and makeup right. and hairdressers and right. stuff like that. To meet the on-screen representation standards, 
at least one of the lead actors or a significant supporting actor must be from an underrepresented racial or ethnic background, whether that means Asian, Hispanic, Black, Indigenous, Native American, Middle Eastern, North African, Native Hawaiian, or other Pacific Islander. There are alternatives. 30, so if one of your lead actors or significant supporting actor doesn't meet one of these, at least 30% of all actors in secondary or minor roles could come from two of the following categories. Women, LGBTQ, an underrepresented racial or ethnic group, or those with cognitive or physical disabilities. Or the main storyline must focus on an underrepresented group. So they must meet two of the four standards. I didn't even really see four in there. Yeah, but I think they just highlight the two. Yeah. So the move is part of a continuing effort to improve inclusion both within the organization and in movies in the movies it honors. Over the years, the Academy has come under fire for presenting all white acting slates at nomination time, a fault many attribute to both homogenous makeup of the organization and the industry at large. These standards are meant to address the broader industry issues. So it, they go on to quote, um, this is the Academy's president, David Rubin. The aperture must widen to reflect our diverse global population in both the creation of motion pictures and in the audiences who connect with them. Um, so that's all I'm going to read of that because I'd rather yeah. talk about it. Yeah. So it's not enough to make a good movie, right? No. You, well, you gotta, you have to, you have to check off your boxes. Yeah. And so let, let's take a look. For example, you get a movie like. So that has like all key women roles. Right. And they specifically make the movie based around the fact, not based around the storyline, but based around the fact that it's got like lead women roles. Like, right. for example, the remake of Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah. It, your response right there says it all. <laughs> yep. So it says yep. everything about it. Yep. My, my when, sister is like, you got to watch this, Billy. It's a, it's a, so funny. It's so funny. And I, I apologize, sister. You know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but I fell asleep every time I tried watching the movie. I just could not do it. <laughs> when you when you take a movie and make it specifically around the fact yeah. that you have minorities or specifically around the fact that you have these um diverse cultures, yeah. you're la you're lacking the art part of it. Exactly. But looking at the Oscars and, and I don't go see a movie because it won an award. I don't go and, oh, well, this one's not going to win an Oscar, so it's not worth it to me. I, I don't care. But when was the last time a movie won in the Oscar for Best Picture that highlighted purely a a straight white man? Right, right, right. I, 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 can't, I can't tell you. And, no. and you know, uh, we were watching uh, Bill Maurer talk about it earlier, and he went through this whole list of, of movies. It was like Brokeback Mountain. Yeah, yeah. Um, 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 What's the by it, Dallas Buyers Club? Yeah. And, it, it, um, oh gosh, Twelve Years a Slave. Um, I mean, Precious Fences. And, I mean, it, it just went through this whole list, and, and there was not, you know, one that you know would fit that. Right. So right. Uh, and and I, I, when you look at the movies that make the money nowadays, you know, you got the the big blockbusters, the comic book movies, the sci fi mm -hmm. movies. 
you know, they don't they don't make the movies. Oh, we really hope we win the Oscar this year. Right. You know, so they just make a damn good movie. Right. Exactly. And then it wins. And, if you're making a movie based on I'm going to win an award. Yeah. Then you're not making a good movie. Yeah. And I think it was about uh, Bill Maurer. He um, quoted, uh, you know, the great philosophical thinker, Christy Alley, <laughs> who said that, you know, you don't you don't decide what paints Picasso uses. Right. You know, it's well, just, yeah. Can you imagine like how many how many paint by number pictures right. have turned into masterpieces? Right. Yeah. And exactly. that's what you're doing here yeah. is yeah. paint by numbers. It's exactly. like, well, well, we got to have. Three reds over here and two blues here, and like you're just making this cookie cutter right. scenario of yeah. a movie. Yes, I I do think there should be diversity in movies, Absolutely. but like you said, a lot of these movies that have won have been overly diverse movies, yeah. very progressive movies, right. and so don't don't sacrifice the the vision of the storyteller because you want to fit a certain niche, mm -hmm. you know, and it's, you're just you're not doing any credit to the whole film industry at that point. No. And like like this said, um, it's reaching out to uh, so the audience connects with them. If if you are making a product based on what the customer wants, mm -hmm. and the audience wants a diverse movie, then you're going to make a diverse movie, right? And then that should be getting nominated for awards. So, like like work on a good product and work on what the market is yeah. is regulating. Don't right. which which there's there's nobody out there. Yeah. Nobody that I know anyway out there that's like, dude, I just want a, a movie full of straight white guys. Right, right. I yeah, I've right. never said those words in my no, life. It's no. like, you know what this movie needs is another straight white guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it, it, like that's not what we're looking yeah. for. And if you are looking to connect with your broad global audience, then you're going to just naturally make a movie that has yeah. has diversity in it. Yeah. Without well, all the paint by number right, regulations. Exactly. If you're if you're trying to get a snapshot of life, then yeah, like you said, you're naturally going to have the diversity in mm -hmm. there. But if you're you're looking at, hey, I want to do a biopic about um, George Washington, and I think I'm going to make him Mexican. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah. You <laughs> to, got to fill it. my quota. Anyway, oh, I guess. Oh boy. I guess that's all in entertainment because. Yeah. Well, despite all that, then let's let's jump over to um, just briefly because I don't want to talk about him a lot because he irritates me, but. LeBron James okay. coming out and saying black vote does not matter in the United States. How? Exactly. Exactly. Well, like, based on what? What's his reasoning? Uh, well, let's look at that. He says, well, you've seen our voices be muted our whole lives. NBA superstar LeBron James claims that the votes of black matters, uh, black American do not matter in America. Uh, noting that he's seen recounts and apparent suggestion that black votes have been intentionally voided his entire lifetime. Black people in the community don't believe that their vote matters, James says, explaining that he was apathetic about voting. We grow up and don't, I'm sorry, voting when he was younger. And let me clarify. We grow up and don't think that our vote actually matters. It doesn't. We've seen recounts before. We've seen our voices be muted. Uh, James' feelings on the apparent disenfranchisement of black voters sparked the athlete to found an organization called More Than a Vote, uh, which includes an emphasis on giving voting rights to felons. Um, James dumped 100000 into the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition through his More Than a Vote organization, which is comprised of black athletes and artists working to combat systematic racist voter suppression. The More Than a Vote initiative seeks to utilize sports arenas as an in-person balloting venue to bolster black turnout during the 2020 election. 
a lot of people kind of use this analogy talking about Black Lives Matter as a movement. It's not a movement. When you're black, it's not a movement. It's a lifestyle. We sit here and say it's a movement. And okay, how long is this movement going to last? Don't stop the movement. No, this is a walk of life. When you wake up and you're black, that is what it is. It shouldn't be a movement. It should be a lifestyle. This is who we are. I don't like the word movement because unfortunately in America and in society, there ain't been no damn movement for us. There ain't been no movement. Says the multimillionaire. I mean, just purely on what he makes. He could bring business in. He could support, you know, he could help rebuild an entire community with what he makes. Do you think he would ever do that? I don't know. I don't know what philanthropy maybe he does, but the kind of like, yeah, but um, giving a hundred thousand dollars, yeah, 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 to you know, I mean, a hundred thousand dollars, right? Do you think? I mean, that that's a drop in the bucket. Yeah, for that's him. like ten bucks out of our pocket, right? Yeah, him. exactly. And so it's like you know, but it's just hard for me to listen to people who are worth. I don't know what he's worth. Is he worth a billion dollars? He's got to be know. hundreds of millions of yeah. dollars by now. Hundreds After of Space Jam 2, he'll be worth a billion. <laughs> Which, is that ever going to come out? I hope not. Um, <laughs> but then, like, look back on... And, and don't get me wrong. I get that there's still stuff out there that, yeah. that um, minorities deal with and African-Americans deal with. But I hate when it's the the top-tier people that are making these statements. Because yeah. back when... The day that Obama was elected... I remember it was Oprah was on and Will Smith was sitting on and talking to Oprah and Will Smith he was the top paid actor at the time absolute top yeah. paid actor when when Oprah was probably one of the richest women in yes. America and she was the richest woman yeah. in okay. America at the time yeah and um he says to her now I know that we can do anything it's like right. are are you kidding me dude right. like you are worth millions he was yeah. making i think like 15 million dollars a movie or something like that at the time and um like you said oprah's worth whatever oprah's worth first for like some like poor black kid to be sitting in in the street saying that to like um one of his friends being like you know what you know what i i feel like we can do anything now but for will smith to be sitting there talking to oprah and saying that it's like dude come on yeah get like you're you're not i mean you are fooling a lot of people but man who are you trying to kid right, right now yeah it's it's freaking ridiculous it is oh man but but he he gets into the black lives matter movement not movement or whatever and and i mean we we got plenty to talk on on that today yeah. because a lot of stuff is coming out like we said a little bit ago uh, black lives matter is down what 20% you said of, yeah yeah um, they're they're falling fast but, so some stuff came out to which, combat that. Yeah, right, they decided to delete their "what we believe" statement. If you if y'all don't remember um, when we did our episode, um, kind of digging into the money trails of Black Lives Matter, we read this "what we believe" statement, and it talked about like abolishing um, the, the the nuclear, nuclear family, family. Yep. and it talked about it was a lot yeah. of Marxist um, yeah and, claims and, and just um, like you said against the traditional view of a family mm-hmm. in in America. So so basically all the things you claim that you stand strongly for, you just decided hey, yeah. let's just scrub this from our website. Yeah. Because of what? Because our our 
ratings are going down because if it's if it's a ratings grab yeah then are you really an activist movement right. like are you really like standing right. hard on what you believe if if yeah. numbers if percentages on a computer screen can make you completely delete what you stand for mm -hmm. right then are you really that strongly for it or yeah. are you or on the other hand, are you trying to really hide what you stand for? Well, to, that's to, just to, it. To yeah, they're, they're, it's all more. about perception, and they want to be perceived as what people think they are and not what pe they are. You know, they have nothing to do with Marxism, nothing to do with trying mm -hmm. to destroy the nuclear uh, family. You right. know, it's, it's all about racial justice right yeah, now. Yeah, of course. None of that other stuff. Forget no. that other stuff for now. We'll put that on the side burner because uh, right now, I guess, it's not important, but... Um, or or just don't look over here. Look right. look at this stuff right here. Right, it, it, it's just ridiculous. It's kind of like um, when Biden decided to flip on his views of the yeah. the protests and stuff yeah. because his ratings were going down. It's yeah. like all of a sudden it's like you know what, protests are kind of bad, or the riots right. are kind of bad, and violence is kind of bad. Even yeah. though a week ago I was saying it, singing a different story. Mm -hmm. But since my numbers on this computer screen are dropping, I right. better say what they want Which me to is hear. Interesting because Biden took a big hit from BLM for saying that. They came out and and kind of jumped on them for kind of kind of going against the movement. So now here they are deleting their part, trying to maintain status quo. Mm -hmm. It's like everybody that's over here is suddenly trying to come over here for the election. Yep. You know? Yeah. 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 To to kind of gain a little support, but then as soon as the election hits, you know they're gonna. Uh, fall back to that side um they're they're just trying to th their their main goal right now is november the right. election absolutely that that's what everybody's goal is they're right going now. to whore themselves out for november election yeah. and then after that everything will be better everything will be fine after um we get trump out of office right. then we yeah. can continue to pursue yeah. what we're uh, uh, we wanting even though looking at biden's track record i mean how much has he accomplished really right. On the far, far side of the yeah. left, I mean, not yeah. not a whole but, lot. You know, we know Biden's just a placeholder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For um, until the day after the election, when mm -hmm. all of a sudden he dies of coronavirus. Right. But also talking about um, Black Lives Matter, um, we found out some more of their money trails this week that had come out. Apparently. Um, one of the co-founders has a lobbying wing that is funded by pro-communist China group, and we're not, we're not the Republican National Convention where we're going to throw the word communist China on everything that we don't like yeah. to get you scared of it. But this is just what came out. Um, it says BLM co-founder lobbying wing is funded by pro-communist China group. So it says the co-founder of Black Lives Matter. Alicia Garza, that was one of the people we um, kind of gave her bio info um, a couple episodes, uh, a couple months ago on an episode. A pro-Marxist. Uh, definitely pro-Marxist. Self-describing self pro-Marxist. Yes. Not, yeah. not we're not calling we're her Marxist. She calls herself. Right. So it says, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter, Alicia Garza, partnered with a pro-Chinese Communist Party group to fund its lobby lobbying operations in the United States. Black Futures Lab, started by Garza, which currently seeks to engage advocacy organizations and legislate, legislators to advance local, state, and federal-level policies, solicits donations on its website that are sent to a group called the Chinese Progressive Association. So once again, um, like we talked before, how Black Lives Matter gets its funding from 
um, the thousand currents. So right. it's funneling through another organization. This group that she founded, uh, aside from Black Lives Matter, this Black Futures Lab, which is a lobbying group, um, gets funding funneled through this Chinese Progressive Association. Black Futures Lab is a fiscally sponsored project of the Chinese Progressive Association, the website reads. So this is on its website. This isn't just something somebody dug up, dirt somebody dug up on. Right. It. This is on the website. CPA was founded in San Francisco in the early 70s and continues to be a partner of the People's Republic of China, or the Chinese Communist government. 2009 Stanford University paper documented its Marxist ties saying that the CPA began as a leftist pro-People's Republic of China organization, promoting awareness of mainland China's revolutionary thought and workers' rights and dedicated to self-determination, community control, and serving the people. The group, which has been frequently praised by China's state-run media, continued to uh, supporting the communist regime since the paper was published. Recently, the CPA partnered with the People's Republic of China to help Chinese nationals renew their passports and is sponsored the raising of China's flag over Boston City Hall to honor the Communist Party's takeover of China. In Boston? Interesting. Over Boston City Hall to honor the Communist Party takeover of China. Really? Lydia Lowe, the co-founder of CPA, wrote in an essay that it was her hope that Asians can play a role in crafting a revolutionary strategy that would result in a fundamentally different society. Sound familiar? Mm-hmm. It's not possible for a world to emerge where black lives matter if it's un- under capitalism, and it's not possible to abolish capitalism without a struggle against national oppression, Garza explained at a left forum in 2015, an anti-free market gathering. Hmm. So... Very clear that they are getting funding from a group. It's not a Chinese group. Right. It's an American group. That's called, pro-Chinese. That's pro-People uh, Republic of China, pro the communist takeover of China yeah. back in the whenever. So this group is funneling money into this um, Black Futures Lab, which is, like I said, a lobbying group for uh, that was started by this um, leader of the Black Lives Matter. So you think, obviously, there's going to be connections. If she's founding one, she's part of the other. Yeah. So, again, like all the people early on that were were screaming that um, you're racist if you're calling a Marxist and things like that. The evidence is there. It's just right in your Debunked right-wing conspiracy theories. The evidence, (laughs) yeah, exactly. That's (laughs) literally what we were called in a a comment on YouTube. On our BLM segment. Yep. Um, it, I mean, it's right in front of your face. It's there for mm-hmm. you to find until right. they scrub it from the internet, right. like yeah. like their um, their beliefs and stuff like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's not hard to find. It's not like yeah. we are digging into these, like, tinfoil hat conspiracy websites. It, it's right there. Right. It's all over. Yeah. So if, if you think this is just a conspiracy and these people are just trying to push for um equal rights for african americans that's not that's not the agenda right that that's just the that's just the foot in the door like she said like i said she said in 2015 you cannot push black lives matter in a capitalist society we got to like pretty much yeah. tear it down and build this marxist 
socialist, whatever you want to call it, um, mm -hmm. um, government or, or <laughs> scenario. Yeah. And that, I mean, that's not going to come peacefully by yeah. any stretch. All right, so let's keep on going because I'm kind of tired of talking about Black Lives Matter already because yeah. it's kind of bled over into almost all of these um, conversations we've it been really talking has, about. It really has, hasn't it? So there's stuff going on in Washington right now. Yeah. Uh, apparently, somebody tried to poison the president recently. Yeah, I, I was, again. Wait, I was going to say I was I was waiting for that to happen again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's been a while. It's been yeah. a, it's been a few years that somebody tried that we know of to kill right. the president yeah and then poison is it's you know it's kind of boring yeah i so. know i mean so especially mailing poison yeah I mean, it's kind of like come on man you're phoning it in at least try to try at least try i mean mail a bomb like the unibomber right you're gonna do I something know. but but ricin i mean yeah so a letter sent to the white house was containing deadly poison ricin was intercepted um officials said yeah. Um, if you don't know what ricin is, watch Breaking Bad because um, they describe it a lot. Ricin is highly toxic and could cause nausea, vomiting, internal bleeding of the stomach and intestines. Depending on the severity of the exposure, it can also cause failure of the <coughs> liver, spleen, kidneys, death by the collapse of the circulatory system. So it sounds pretty nasty. So it starts out looking like a flu from what it sounds. Right. And then by the time you catch on, it's like pretty they would much just too freaking think late. it's COVID. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be a COVID death. So, <laughs> yeah. So apparently they caught the woman who um, tried to try to poison him. Where um, is she from? Why is she from Canada? No, she's trying to flee to Canada. Yeah, she was, she was making a run for the border. So Not Taco Bell. Did... At Taco Bell, that's where they caught her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> now it used to be their old marketing uh, slogans: "Make a run for the border." Oh, so, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So, um, did did has she gave a statement? Have they said why she was doing it? Besides the fact that everybody obviously hates Trump. <laughs> no, no, they haven't said anything yet. She has not uh, confessed anything. So, so I, I don't even see here um, how they caught her. Like, what gave it away? And hopefully she didn't put her address on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably it. So this says the federal, the FBI said uh, Saturday afternoon they're investigating. So this is before they caught her in this article here. They're investigating a suspicious letter received at a U.S. government mail facility alongside its partners at the U.S. Secret Service and the U.S. Postal Inspection Service. Now, no. why is it always in a suspicious letter? Why can't they make it in right? a non-suspicious like letter? like a jack-in-the-box, you know, where he's... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, why can't it just be like a normal letter? Right. Because it's always like... I know. You always see on like... You ever... Um, see those things at the post office that sh shows like the suspicious package and it's always like overly taped and there's like oil <laughs> leaking on the bottom and there's like powder like residue like a, on it. It's a, just a ticking like, from the box. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, can't we do a little bit better at making our packages yep. a little less suspicious? Beep. Um, you know, I'm going to let this one go. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's about all there is really to say on that. She yeah. tried to poison... Um, somebody at the White House, I'm assuming Trump, um, and she got caught because she's an idiot. Yeah. So, well, yeah. she's an idiot for doing it in the first place, yeah. and she's an idiot because she did it in a way that she got caught within, what, a day? Yeah. The next day, right. maybe. So her fingerprints were probably all over it. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, great, great. This world just needs more of that. 
I'm not I'm not saying go do that. I'm just <laughs> saying just what 2020 needed was now a um a new male terrorist right. like like the the anthrax back in 2001 oh gosh, after yes. after 9/11. That's what we needed yeah. was anthrax to come after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um continuing there's so much to talk about. It's hard to I even know. segue into the next one. Um, we talked about the military base yeah, and all the Fort murders, Hood. Fort, yeah. Fort Hood. And there's been like what, like six or seven. Like, yeah, murders? and this, this is one that I've wanted us to kind of um, eventually like do like a an hour on, um, mm-hmm. just uh, because it's it's more than just Fort Hood. Mm-hmm. There's other military bases that are having similar issues. Um, it's, it seems to always be the army bases too. Yeah, What's with the damn army. Well, you know, I had read somewhere. Um, this is a couple years ago that they had believed that a number of um, cartel members and MS13 members had infiltrated the military. Okay, and uh, you know, we're kind of using the resources of the military, especially on Fort Hood, to to for human trafficking and drug trafficking and stuff. Interesting. Um, so yeah, we we should do an hour on that. But this is um. Okay, so this is military base uh, where soldiers have been murdered get caught up in child trafficking stink. Uh, for months, concerned citizens and families of victims have been calling for Fort Hood to be closed due to the rampant crime and abuse that seems to thrive there. Fort Hood is the largest U.S. military base in the world, really? And is one of the most controversial. Uh, according to 2018, Fort Hood had the highest number of reported sexual assaults and rapes of any U.S. military facility worldwide. Uh, that's based on data from 2014, so that's like six years old. Yeah. Um, some type of sexual abuse reportedly played a role in the murder of Vanessa Gillian, uh, the soldier who was murdered earlier this year, provoking outrage and casting a dark shadow. And we talked about that earlier yeah. on in the show. We mentioned that one. Numerous other murders have also been reported at the base, and some soldiers are accused of being part of a child trafficking ring that was busted earlier this week. This is from uh, middle of August, actually. Um, let's see. Um Investigators have not yet released many specifics about the case, but nine men were arrested during a recent sting operation near the base, and at least two of those men were identified as working on the military base. Uh, a police spokesperson said the police, uh, local police orchestrated a sting operation and found men who were willing to trade money, drugs, and alcohol in exchange for sex with girls as young as 15. Wow. Uh, the wow. men arrested include... Uh, Anthony Xavier Antoine of Fort Hood, felony prostitution under 18. Da, da, da. Okay, it just gives the name of the, the different guys and what they're doing. Um, it doesn't say. What it doesn't say is, are these military men? Are these like private yeah, contractors right. that are on the base? Right. Are the, like, who are these people? Yeah. Like, how'd they get on the base yeah. in the first place? Right. Uh, yeah, I would imagine they, they probably, you know, work at some of the um, the businesses on base there. Um, it says this isn't the first time something like this happened. Uh, last month, six Fort Hood soldiers were caught up in a human trafficking sting, Good although Lord. it is not clear if children were part of that case. Does, I mean, yes, children suck, but it doesn't matter. You have this shit going on on right. base. Yeah. And it makes you wonder if a lot of the murders are going on are are part of this, like people getting caught up in bigger things like the trafficking and the drug running and stuff like that and yeah. um, get in with the wrong crowds and get themselves killed. Right. Or is it, I mean, they it, is it just random killings, like six, seven, eight random killings in right. like months? Yeah, or, or is there stuff going on like right. this is like, I mean, it's almost downplaying it to say this is like gang related. This mm-hmm. is 
This no, is like yeah. organized crime on base right. is what this seems yeah. like. And, and again, you know, this is, is not the only military base that has this problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems to be like it, it's, it's several different bases that have, have some kind of crime going on like this. Like you said, organized crime. Um, but yeah, no, I agree. It's not, it's not, it's, I'm not going to downplay and say it's gang related or whatever, but it, because it definitely seems to have an organized mm-hmm. crime sense to it. So I mean, I don't know how close it is. Texas. I don't know how close that is to the Mexican border, yeah, I'm not but sure where killing is, but it, I mean, it, it's a I, I state it's away. Low. I think it's down there. Yeah. I mean, pretty low. So, I mean, being that close, there could be heavily, like you were talking Mexican cartel influence right. across the border there that. I mean, they got to be getting these kids from somewhere. I mean, whether mm-hmm. it's coming from off base, on base, um, I wouldn't think it'd be coming from on base because right. um, as soon as like an officer's kid went missing, they'd oh be gosh, the they'd shut the shut whole down. base down. Right. You'd think, yeah. yeah. So, what the hell is happening on these military bases? How is this mm-hmm. even being allowed to happen? Because when I was on military base, I mean, a bunch of shit did happen in within different like companies and stuff. Right. But it was just like people doing drugs or right. like growing drugs right. or, or stuff like that. It wasn't like big operations, but what this seems. Um, right. How many people did it say were arrested? Nine. Nine people and then, and then six, six last time. Yeah. So this is bigger than just like a couple idiots in their barracks room doing stupid right. shit. This is, yeah. this is a deal that's going on. Something right. is yeah. taking place there. They need to... Um, like I said, they're calling for the shutdown of the base. What they need to do is, like, lock it down. Well, if it truly is the world's largest American military base with a population of 53,000 people, you're not going to just shut it down. No, you, you know? need to lock it down. Yeah, right. You need to sweep through, Sweep through yep. the damn place and see what the hell's going right. on. Clean house. Have, have people showing up in formation at freaking five in the morning then again at seven in the morning and you know like making sure at least the military people well, are all accounted for yeah. all the time yes that sucked when i was in the military when when they do shit like that 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 really sucked yeah but when shit like this is going on first of all the military people like the members of the military need to be accountable for their people like Absolutely. that girl that was killed she was missing for how many days before right. they even went looking it was a for long her. time and that's only because her her family made a big deal about it otherwise right. nobody was looking for her. that makes zero sense right? to me at all yeah because like when what was she, what was every she morning we we had six o'clock formation if you weren't there by six o'clock your roommate was down at the barracks knocking on your door waking your right. ass up getting you out there or your platoon sergeant or your um squad leader was what's responsible for you getting your ass out of bed and getting you there so how does a military member go missing for days right without somebody knowing i thought she was like um with like maintaining the armory yeah yeah she worked in the armory right right so that in itself was troubling well that's where they found like her body i think they ended up finding her like oh was it in there or like at least blood was in there and they went days right days before they found blood in the freaking armory right yeah, and then and I think nobody even questioned that there was blood in there. Mm-hmm. You know, it like, wasn't until someone reported her missing that they put two and two together. Like, and we're oh, like, oh shit, that, damn, maybe that's that why should have been there. Yeah, that <laughs> it blows my mind that yeah. this is happening. Yeah, under supposed um, tight security right. of a military yeah, because base. Because even civilian contractors have to run rigorous background checks to work on base. Right. You know, so yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't get it. 
Uh, moving on to ridiculousness. Um, gotta go quick. Yeah, go quick. We got a couple. Uh, um, so as far as riots go, apparently, um, the Trump administration is naming three American cities as anarchist cities. Mm-hmm. Um, this is coming from the AG. A uh, memo from Mr. Trump earlier this month uh, threatens the move if they are um, so designated so they will not allow tax do- uh, federal tax dollars to be wasted when the safety of the citizenry hangs in the balance. Uh, Portland, Seattle, and New York need to reverse course and become serious about performing the basic function of government and start protecting their own citizens. So uh, wait, which cities was that? Uh, Portland, Seattle, and New York. Okay, the three hot spots right Right, now. right. Uh, in a joint statement, the mayors of Portland, Seattle, New York, and D.C., which was on the short list of anarchist cities, but was not included in Monday's decision, accused Mr. Trump of playing cheap political games with congressionally directed funds. May- mayors called the decision thoroughly political and unconstitutional and accused the Trump White House of shirking responsibility and placing blame elsewhere to cover its failure. Holy shit. What? What does, what responsibility is he shirking? Like they, there's yeah. when he says I'm going to send in troops to take care of it myself, right. they say no, that's unconstitutional. Yeah. When he they, says I'm going to pull uh, my resources from you, they say no, that's yeah. unconstitutional. And you're not taking responsibility right. for something that's that's your responsibility. Right. And he says take care of the people, and they're like, no, we're going to let this ride. Yeah. What what do they want? I know. Well, th- that's it. They're just they're trying to make him look bad for this election year. They're trying to say he's at fault for all the violence that's happening, and like you, it's a no win situation. He sends in the troops, he looks like Hitler. He doesn't send in the troops, he looks weak. You know, mm. I mean, it's it's a no win situation. The definition of anarchy is zero government involvement. So, if these people want to be self proclaimed anarchists. And live like the government doesn't matter. Sure, pull the government funding yeah, from them. Absolutely. But I mean, that's only going to hurt the the people that are being hurt already right. from all these anarchists that right. are taking over the city. Right. So what is that? Because I'm assuming the majority of the city is not pro, like burning down the entire city. I'm sure right. no. it's like ten percent, ten percent of it. Yeah. That are like living this, and who knows history. how many of them have been bust in from mm-hmm. other cities, right? You know, so yeah. Again, all that's going to hurt is um, the the people that are already getting hurt the most from yeah. it. That that want the city to step up and do something. That want people to, or the the police to come in and and reinforce the laws yeah. again. It's not the people that are are screaming and burning shit down, but. Right. Like like you said, the the governor or the the mayors of these towns are playing them like they, their town using their town as political pawns, mm-hmm. saying, "Hey, look how bad the Trump administration is dangling this out there, and look our city's burning. Look what Trump's doing. Our city's yeah. on fire, yeah. and yeah. when I and we're we're not going to enforce the law here, but we're not going to let him enforce the law here, right? But keep sending us federal funding, right? Yeah." Yeah, and be like, um, okay, so Washington, Oregon, California, you guys are your own countries now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Instead of a wall between Mexico and us, we're going to put a wall between you guys and the rest of the country. Good luck. <laughs> well, they were doing it around Chaz, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
remember uh, the mayor there built a wall around Chaz and and said, right. hey, hey, you guys are fine. You're yeah. just like a summer of love, peaceful right. protest. And then the kid got killed and the parents sued. And, and they're like, they're, oh, let's take that yeah. wall down. We yeah, don't like we that don't anymore. Let, let's be one city. I <laughs> immediately regret my decision. <laughs> well, I mean, what's What's the answer here? What does Trump do? If you are a Trump supporter, which neither of us claim to be Trump supporters, what does he do in this? Does he send in troops? At what point does he send in troops? What point does he cut off federal funding? Yeah. Because, I mean, right. it's I, it's all going to shit, and the yeah. mayors don't seem to give a fuck. Right? They yeah. want to do it on their own. Yeah. They say, "Hey, stay out of this. We want to do this on your own. Mm -hmm. You're out of your jurisdiction. Mm -hmm. This is, um, this is our our deal here. We don't want. Right. We're not even going to let you come into our city because you're basically deemed an enemy of our city if right. you come here. Yeah. You are in danger if you come here. Is basically yeah. what they say." But then he's like, okay, you're on your own. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, whoa. right. You can't do that. Whoa, you can, that's unconstitutional and you're you can't do that. You're being political now. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, I, I would say, yeah, either you, you take care of it or we're going to pull funding because you're not using the funding for what you should. Mm -hmm. And if the people of the city don't like it, then recall your, your mayor. Right. You know. Right. Get somebody in there who will. Yeah. So. Yeah, and – you're looking at like like say for example the place where it all started Minneapolis. Right. They haven't even been been able to rebuild that precinct right. that got burned down the yeah. day after um, George Floyd was killed. Yeah. That's a throwback, George Floyd. I, I mean, know. Right? Haven't, haven't heard like that in a while. Back even though they keep they keep reminding us that this all started because of George Floyd. Right. Um. So they burned down this precinct. The precinct wants to rebuild, but the city won't. Right. fund the precinct right. to rebuild. They yeah. won't give them any funding for it. Well, then you got the people saying, hey, we need... Um, we need police. We need some police around here. Yeah. The people of the city that you're supposed to be there for, you're a public servant, mm -hmm. are saying, we need police here. And you're saying, holding this against them, saying, nope, we're not going to rebuild the police precinct. Yeah. What, what do you do? Like... Right. How how long is it before everybody just mass completely leaves? Oh yeah, the cities. Well, I I think it's 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 happening. Close. Yeah, yeah. Especially in cities like Minneapolis. Well, the problem is it's not going to be the the poor people, the people oh, no. down in the ghettos right. that that they need, need the help, to. right? Because they're not going to be able to get out. Right. It's going to be all the middle class yeah. is going to exit. Yeah. All the businesses are going to exit, yeah. and then they are left with nothing. Yeah. Completely nothing. It's going to be like when um all the freaking um. Uh, car companies left in Detroit, Detroit. Yeah. left Detroit. Yeah, that whole place went to shit really yeah. fast. It yeah. went from like one of the the biggest booming cities to like the the lowest like garbage city. Yeah, in uh, what? How many years? Right, <laughs> a year. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, Detroit now looks something like a war zone. Yeah, you know? and that's going to be New York. That's going to be Portland. That's going to be, be Seattle. Minneapolis. Yeah, maybe DC. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I mean the people. That are the most like at risk or the most like in harm's way that that can't really well, uh, that that need the assistance mm -hmm. that that need the economy there are but, going and, to be the ones most affected. It, and it, it's more than the mayor because if if a mayor fails, then the governor should step up, mm -hmm. and this gov governor should be at that point be like, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for the president to send in national or I'm gonna yeah yeah I'm gonna you send know. in. Right, because can't the the governor can the governor can, can make that request, yeah, and yeah. and so 
even the governors are failing at this point. Right. Right. So what happens? I mean, especially New York, where New York City makes up like 90 percent of the population mm -hmm. of the state. You yeah. Know? And so it's like, you know, if that city's failing, what happens to the rest of the state? Right. You know, well, look at the rest of the state too. the rest of the state is it's completely farm. farm. It's yeah. uh, agriculture. It's all predominantly right. uh, red state. Yeah. Except and then you the have the city that supposedly is the majority of the city and it's just all going to shit. So, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it's a mess. It's a it's a shit show. Yeah. It I mean, but it's it's all designed, you know, to make Trump look bad. Yeah. You know, it's all politics. It is. It is. And it's too bad that the people of those cities are the pawns. Yeah. And the so unless they stand up and, and, you know, take real action. You know, the people that are going to be the most affected by it are primarily going to be poor black families. Oh, you're right. And they won't know. They won't know what to do. They don't have a voice at, right. in, the, in the government at all. Like you said, the more wealthy people, they're just going to take off. Yep. It's not their problem. They don't want to deal with it. Yep. You know, then the businesses are going to want to take off. Yeah. And then. Yeah. That's I mean, that's it. That's, yeah. that's what it's going to be. And it's it's not going to take long either. There's already. So like a bunch of big tech companies are leaving California, going to like Texas or Arizona or places well, like Ma that. Uh, Tesla, they left California. Yep. Uh, Musk was like, screw this. Yeah, I'm out. I'm out, and, guys. You know, a lot of those businesses that were damaged in Minneapolis during the riots, they're not rebuilding. They're yeah. not even getting enough money to rebuild in yeah, Minneapolis. Right. You know, so it's. Yeah. I don't know. It's not looking pretty. <laughs> no, I it's mean. Not. Like you said, what what's 2021 going to look like? Everybody's saying how 2020 is so bad, I can't wait for 2021. Mm -mm. I, I wouldn't wish for that because nope. it's not looking pretty. Yeah. So we are, we're going to get into a break. We, we've talked well over our first hour. And um, like I said, there's so much to talk about going on in the country. Um, so we're, we're going to get into... Into the second hour, we're just going to talk about this other thing that we led into, which is um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying and the implications that has on 2020. Like, of all things that are going on in 2020, let's just throw in this too. Yeah. Because the Brett Kavanaugh thing wasn't enough. Right. And that wasn't in 2020. That was the only thing really right. going on at the time was Brett Kavanaugh's um, appointing, being appointed um, so let's throw in another uh, Supreme Court justice appointment, and let's let's fast track it uh, next yeah. two days. Let's do it right. in two days. Yeah. Well, you got to up the ante. You know, yeah. you, the Democrats want to make sure that people are going to vote. What better way to get people to vote than say, "Hey, look, yep. Supreme Court is online. They're going to overturn Roe versus yep. Wade. They're gonna they're gonna um, you know make immigration illegal. They're gonna you know they're, they're gonna build the wall. They're going." They're going to destroy outlaw gay marriage, Obamacare, yeah, right. outlaw gay yeah. marriage. I mean, hell, they're going to bring back slavery. Right. That, yeah, that's right. basically what yeah. it's coming down to. Yeah. So get ready. Um, get ready. Yeah. And we joked about it earlier um, before we started that, or maybe even after we started that, maybe maybe they took out Ginsburg as a way to get to kind of spark more right. um interest in getting out and voting from like the yeah. people that are kind of sitting there like well i don't really i'm not really yeah. a biden supporter so i'm not gonna get out and I, vote i have a more sinister um uh 
theory. thought of this theory, yes, but we'll save that. For we'll save it. Okay. okay. We're going to get into a break. Then we're going to come back and talk about um, the Supreme Court and um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's uh, untimely death. And then that nobody um, expected. Completely shocking. Yeah. Four bouts of cancer. Uh, unexpected. So um, go uh, do what you got to do. Take your break. Get your drinks. Um, um, do whatever else you do on break. I don't even want to know. And um, make sure you get back here in time for the second half. And we will see you right back here. Hey, everybody. I just want to take this time to give a big shout out to the very first sponsor of the Break the Bell podcast. That is Goulash Media. They can be found at goulashmedia.net. Uh, Goulash Media specializes in graphic design, web design, audio recordings, video work, wedding videos, uh, music videos, even political campaign videos. Uh, Goulash Me Media caters to the little guy with the big vision. You can check them out at goulashmedia.net. That's G-O-U-L-A-S-H media.net. Have you ever thought that maybe voting, maybe all this politics constantly surrounding you is not the way to achieve freedom in your life? Hi, I'm Remso W. Martinez, and I ask myself the same question. That's why I'm on a journey to find true freedom in my lifetime. From learning about financial independence, to new ways to develop rugged individualism, to amazing guests living strange, crazy, amazing lifestyles that you've only thought might be real, but actually are. Go ahead and check out my new show, On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez at the We Are Libertarians Network. You can find On the Run with Remsa W. Martinez on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. You know how the internet works. Come on down and let's discover how to achieve real freedom in your life together. Okay, all right. Just if you didn't think 2020 could give you any more, it threw the death of a Supreme Court justice at us. Yes. And apparently some people, like, I mean, everybody sees, like, kind of where this can go, but right. but I, I think some people are taking this a little harder than others. So I'm going to I'm going to show this video here first before we get into a little bit about Ruth Bader Ginsburg and we can really see kind of what at least one side in particular their reaction to this whole thing. So this is on TikTok. This is a reaction video of this lady just finding out Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Holy fucking shit, you guys. I'm driving your car but I just got a notification that Ruth Bader Ginsburg died! Fuck! Could this year get any fucking worse? Ruth! You just had to make it to 2021! I don't think she can hear her. Good lord. You know what that reminds me of and I have the video pulled up here. Because the, the left seems to have this thing where they just have complete meltdowns when things don't quite go the way they want. You mean like burning cities? Yes. But it's, I mean, it's not even the city burning type. It's yes. like the throwing fit in the supermarket right. type. Yes. And kicking, throwing your milk on the floor and then I, kicking I mean, things. is it just isolated to the left? Do, the, do you ever see the right really get like this when their side loses? 
Uh, you know, I, I, I haven't, um, but I, I'm sure it happens. I, yeah, I, I'm sure. I cannot be isolated to the left. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know anymore. But, but here, this is what this reminds me of. This is the moment it was announced. And some of you guys probably remember this video, but this what this this video reminds me of this video over here that was the moment they announced that Donald Trump got the, the election, won the election for president. Donald J. Trump is now president of the United States. It keeps going. Gosh. What is wrong with her? You pointed this out. Is that the same woman? It, it looks like the same woman. It does. I mean, just, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it is. Who knows? But I either mean, way, <laughs> would you like to be that Known internet that? meme? No. For the rest of your life? No. No. Like cra crazy anti-Trump lady? No. Oh my gosh. And now you got crazy RBG lady. <laughs> I mean, it, it, yeah. And, and why would you film that? Like <laughs> this lady's different. Someone's filming her, but that other oh, lady, she's TikTok in the car lady, by yeah. herself. You yeah. know? Yeah. And and obviously it's probably all. Like, I, I'm sure she it's wants staged. to be this lady. Right. The problem. Exactly. She's like, wow, that lady's my hero. <laughs> yeah. She wants to be an internet meme for the next uh, four or five years until the next big. Right. Um, the big thing that we're going to throw a fit yeah. about. Well, maybe for the next two months or right. six weeks. Is that what we have left? Six weeks. Until Trump's reelected. Then we'll yeah. have this lady coming out screaming again. So, <laughs> so she won't be the most popular for that long. But yeah. serious. Seriously. Yes. Even if you held this woman as a god among men or women. Which, I mean, yes. she She's kind of reached Che Guerrera, you know. Proportions, like status, yeah, yeah. Um, that that icon, that like celebrity icon. Serious, like that was probably worse than when people found out John Lennon died. Oh my gosh, <laughs> easily, or even Kennedy. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing to be known as the same culture as well, that. Yeah, it is. It is to take to take that level of of politics. I mean that emotionally where you're like screaming on the street yeah crying bawling sobbing and it's like and what what politician has ever really changed your life that right. drastically yeah that yeah. god I, yeah i don't know i, I don't I, know. yeah ruth bader ginsburg let's get away from that That's, yeah something positive god. so ruth bader ginsburg died <laughs> yeah she died um that's what we're talking about that's what all that commotion was about um, if you don't know who Ruth Bader Ginsburg is, I mean, I don't blame you because not too many people really focus that much on the Supreme Court unless like really big things are going on. Yes. Um, but she was apparently one of the more famous, if you could call a Supreme right. Court justice famous. Um, she was one of them. So uh, Wikipedia, because that's my main source of info, says <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg was an American jurist who served as an associate justice of the Supreme Court of the United States from 1993 until her death in 2020. She was nominated by President Bill Clinton and was generally viewed as a moderate judge who was con 
who was a consensus builder at the time of her nomination. So at the time of her nom- nomination, she was moderate. Right, right. But very quickly, she became the leader of like the the liberal or left side of right. the Supreme Court. She ve- eventually became part of the liberal wing of the court as the court shifted to the right over time. So the, sh- the courts have shifted more right, like especially now. Right. And she's kind of been what's kind of considered more liberal. Yeah, she's on the but left side I, of it, kind of. But which, it makes you wonder, like, okay, did she do that because the court went more right? I'm sh- yeah, you know? I would think so. so. And yeah, trying so to kind balance of things out. the balance back, right. yeah. So right. I don't blame her necessarily for no, that. No, not at all. Ginsburg was the second woman to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court after Sandra Day O'Connor. During her tenure, Ginsburg wrote notably majority opinions, including United States versus Virginia, blah, blah, blah. I'm not going to read all those. Um, it says she was born and grew up in Brooklyn. Her older sister died. Wow, that's stuff I don't need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, she was... So she earned her bachelor degree at Cornell and um, became a mother before starting law school at Harvard. And her husband was in the military. She started law school. She became a mother, started law school. Her her husband went to the military for two years. So she put law school on hold because she's a mother. Mm-hmm. When he came back, she continued and got her law degree, which is insane to that me. That is insane. I can't yeah. imagine getting a law degree while being a brand new Mom. Mom. No doubt. Let's see. She was a professor at Rutgers Rutgers Law School and Columbia Law, teaching civil procedure as one of the few women in her field. So she was, it's not saying this, but she was like one of the first women to go to some of these, or to like work with some of these colleges. Okay. So she's like a champion of women's rights, is Mm -hmm. a lot of her early accolades. Um, She... Um, fought for women's equality in like the workplace and women's equal pay in the workplace and things like that. And all was stemmed from her own life experience. Like she went, she went to work for this law school and she wasn't getting the same amount of pay and legend has it or her, whatever, maybe it came direct quote from her or whoever said that, um, the, the boss told her the person that's responsible for her pay was just like well he like somebody a male counterpart that's getting paid more has to support his wife and has to support his whole family and he's like your husband's a lawyer you're not supporting him he's supporting the family so we don't feel we should have to pay you as much Mm. a bullshit answer so right um she ended up because the the equal pay act had just like um been an enacted at that time so she she fought it based on the equal pay act and she won and she ended up getting equal pay as as her male counterparts and this was back really early on so yeah like i said a lot of the things she did was based on like her own experiences and the way she went about like fighting for um equal rights for like equal gender rights like Mm -hmm. gender equality is she would take on like male cases of gender inequality because like there was one she took on that was um a social security thing and like um the social security system that she was fighting against was biased towards women at the time she would take on um gender bias cases for men 
to start with. And then she would win them because they're pro men. And then she would turn around and use that as a, that as precedent for women cases and okay. stuff like that. So she was That's really smart, smart about it, really how smart. she went about yeah. doing it. Because, I mean, how much um, women's rights stuff just, like, drug on and drug on forever. Right. Well, yeah, she, she went about it a different way. Really good at it. And um, so, yeah, some of the things she is really was known for back then was was different decisions regarding like gender pay and women's rights and gender discrimination and mm -hmm. stuff and um she gives her secretary credit because like she'd go write up some of these different court statements and stuff and she's like man i wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my secretary because her because she would always put like sex sex discrimination and sex bias and stuff well her secretary had supposedly told her she's like you need to switch it from sex to gender because when a man thinks that uh, he reads the word sex that's not the that's first not thing they think thinking, about yeah, right. so then she switched it to gender discrimination <laughs> so uh, it's just interesting some of the different yeah. stuff i read about her and like the different um cases that she dealt with um here's one it says she authored the court's opinion on the united states versus virginia in 1996 so this was after she was nominated Right, by Bill Clinton. By Bill Clinton, which struck down the Virginia Military Institute male-only admission policy as violating the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment. So she got that overturned, the Virginia Military Institute being male-only. She mm -hmm. got it overturned so women could go to, like, attend this school. Yeah, for um, For Ginsburg, a state actor such as VMI, the Virginia Military Institute, could not use gender to deny women the opportunity to attend with its unique educational methods. Ginsburg emphasized that the government must show an exceedingly persuasive justification to use as a classification based on sex. So um, she also fought for abortion rights, which is the big one that the right or like Christians or right wing Republicans. Oh, okay. uh, because when you hear of her today, she's either the patron saint or she's literally the devil. Right. Depend that's how polarized we are right now. There's no yeah. like, well, she did all these good things, and then she kind of supported some of these things that I don't support, right. which is kind of how I see her right now. She right. did a lot of great things. Right. But then, yeah, she's on the side of things that I'm not in support right. of, like abortion and stuff like that. So it says, um, she didn't, and like people will go as far as to basically blame her for Roe v. Wade. Right, yeah. And she, she had nothing, she to, do had nothing to do with right. it. And um, she actually said it was like she pretty much claimed till the day she died that it was kind of pushed through too quickly or it was implemented wrong. Hmm. Um, so it says Ginsburg discussed her views on abortion and gender equality in 2009 New York Times interview in which she said about abortion. The basic thing is that the government has no business making the choice for a woman. Um, says, although she consistently supported abortion rights and joined in the court's opinion, striking down Nebraska's partial birth, partial, ugh, I can't talk, partial birth abortion law in Stenberg versus Carhartt on the 40th anniversary of the court's ruling of Roe v. Wade. Um, she criticized the decision in Roe as terminating a nascent democratic movement to liberalize abortion laws which might have built a more durable consensus in support of abortion rights. So 
she's pro-abortion. But one thing she said in all of that was in the initial Roe v. Wade, she feels like it should have been less like the government just throw, blanket throwing it on all the states or what right. have you. She feels like more people would like eventually build support for it if it wasn't so like in your face, I guess. It's, this is me kind of paraphrasing her yeah. being way smarter than me. Uh. Just like... You look like you're going to fall asleep, man. No, no, that's the light. <laughs> we, we need to adjust it. She, I I think she wanted to, like, it's hard to kind of decipher through all this, yeah. but she wasn't, she kind of was critical of how it was implemented. She right. wasn't critical of, um, like, abortion rights. She was just critical of how it was implemented. And right. that kind of seems like all these... Um, um, cases that she was more on the side of abortion of like this Texas one. She just like is basically saying that Texas doesn't care about protecting women's health. That's not what they're going for. Here. Right. Um, it's just, they're trying to impede on women's access to abortions and things like that. So she definitely pro abortion. Yeah. But she wants things kind of done the up and the up. right way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. By, yeah. by the letter of the law. Right. So, yeah, and that's the big one, I think, that a lot of, like, right-wing people are, are, right. and even today, like, the, the women, like, on that, that are, like, blubbering that mm -hmm. um, she died, like, like we said before, like, people actually are saying, oh, um, he's going to appoint a justice and Roe v. Wade is going to be completely right. overturned. Yeah. It's fear-mongering. It's right. not, it's not. It's they're not gonna, gonna they're gonna ban gay marriage and um they're going to make poor people poor again and they're gonna build a wall over Mexico and yep. yeah. So it's just complete fear mongering. Yeah. Um and and I think that lady, you know, she was more upset of the fact that um you know, we I mean, because she's like, Why couldn't you wait till twenty twenty one? I mean, yeah. you know, like okay, she, so it's all a political it's thing. all political. Yeah. And that's that's the part, you know, it's like, yeah, she has this incredible legacy amongst, you know, justices. Uh, she's a very accomplished woman. Even Trump came out when they told him and he's like, you know, she's a really special lady. Mm -hmm. You know, um, she was amazing um, and all this. But unfortunately, when it comes down to it, she's a political chess piece. That's exactly it. Like, so we don't necessarily care that she right. died. Yeah. And all that legacy and all that like women's rights and all the the great things that she did fight for all goes out the window once it once it hits an election year like now like it's all right she's just going to be smeared through well, you you don't know what uh Ruth Bader Ginsburg would have wanted this is not right. what she would want like her daughter coming out saying right. was it her daughter or her granddaughter one of them, yeah one of them was like her dying wish was that Nobody fills that seat until the next president. <laughs> that's not that's not on her to make that decision, right, yeah. even if it's her yeah. dying wish. People are like, how dare them go against her dying wish? Yeah. It's just like, yeah. who cares if that's right. her dying wish? She could yeah. have said, my dying wish is that they tear up the Constitution <laughs> right, and exactly. throw it in the fire. Yeah, you can't deny her. You cannot deny yeah, her. Let's that was do her this. dying wish, guys. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I mean, and it was... How how dare you go against yeah. her dying wish? Besides the fact that, okay, it's hearsay. Yeah. And it goes, number two, against everything else that she has ever said about filling a seat. 
Yeah. You know, her, she's been quoted as saying the the Supreme Court needs to have nine seats filled. And if there's a seat missing, then the court is not going to be able to operate at right. its optimal, you know, duty to perform to perform. Right. And so it, it goes against everything that she's ever said. When her buddy Scalia died back in 2016, she was like, you know, it, it's a seat that needs to be filled, mm -hmm. you know. And so um, I, I just think that uh, it's unfortunate that now she's that's all she is. You know? Just that political. Right. Political uh, poster child now, yeah. like on both sides, too. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. um, the the second that. I found out that she died. Um, let me find this one. Michael Savage, and we've bashed on kind of Michael Savage and some of the stuff he's been saying since yeah. the riots and stuff. But it was it was like the same day that she died. Uh, Michael Savage tweets out, Ginsburg, far left, radical, dead, was chief counsel for anti-American ACLU when appointed to Supreme Court. What if the Repubs, because he's got to get all his characters in, uh, what if the Repubs had nominated the chief counsel for the KKK? Yeah, it's... This is, well, she's, her body isn't even cold right. yet, and he's he's tweeting stuff like yeah. this out. And, yeah, it's it's not even close. No, you know? not, not the same thing. Um, um, I, I, and when I look at it, it's like, okay, from, from two perspectives, okay, and this is when I'm going to get into my, my conspiracy theory here. All right. Not that... She was killed. I don't believe that. Yeah. I I mean, she was already had one foot in the grave. Yeah. But. And four toes of the other foot. <laughs> right. Exactly. However, if they don't feel, fill the seat, okay, not only does that give, you know, if Biden is elected, right, which I don't think is their ultimate goal. Mm. Um, I think the ultimate goal is they go into a contested election that would be decided by the Supreme Court with a eight person board uh -huh. right so if you get a hung jury four on one side four on the other you know you don't have that tiebreaker right who makes that call then if that's the case exactly it, it just throws more chaos into the system yeah and, and that's, that's what they're looking for yeah they want the chaos Absolutely. Um, you get people and i don't know the exact um context of this but i'm going to read it i haven't read this article yet but um, people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez that says <clears throat> Ginsburg's death should radicalize Democrats. I need you to be ready. So um, this is from Fox News, so it's obviously going to be one-sided. It says Republican or not Republican, ugh, Representative um, AOC mourned the loss of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg as earth-shattering and said the balance of democracy now hinged on who would succeed her on the Supreme Court. The freshman squad leader urged her supporters not to despair, but rather mobilize in a mass way because reproductive rights, marriage equality, labor protections, climate change, and health care were now all at a tipping point. Oh, my. You hear that fear-mongering? Yep. A little bit? Yep. Let this moment radicalize you, AOC said uh, late Friday in social media video. Let this moment really put everything into stark focus because this election has always been about the fight of and for our lives. And if anything, tonight is making that more clear to more people than ever before. 
Mm. In an Instagram video posted around 10.30 p.m., the freshman Democrat urged some 45,000 people watching to double-check their voter registration immediately. Why? What are you double-checking it for? If you know you registered to vote... <laughs> Organize for the election and reach out to friends and family to get them to turn out. So like like we were saying, they're using this as yeah. a another spark to get out and vote. Because they're not right. getting they're not getting all the <laughs> the attention that they needed for right. Biden. Right. But if they they can get to hey, you need to vote Democrat because the Supreme yeah. Court nomination is the most important and thing. And you don't want Trump to pick that Supreme Court nomination because right. they're going to put women in in, in chains and yep. and lock up minorities again. Yep. Well, I had sent you a post that I had seen that somebody had basically virtually said that. It's like, who cares if you don't like Biden? You're voting for the next Supreme right. Court yep. nomination. Yep, I saw that, yeah. And that's exactly what this is. So maybe into. they did kill her. Maybe, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Biden's not doing it. Um, you know, Ruth, you you, you put up. You got to go. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you, four times you, with cancer. Come on. You ran a good race, but <laughs> it's time to cash it in. Yeah. That's <laughs> horrible. But it's so freaking true. And yeah. But that and that that is the level of I mean, this is the most important election of yeah. all time. Again. Yeah. Because they were already pushing that narrative mm -hmm. that this is the end of democracy as we know it. But now. Exactly. Yes. Now we have this nomination coming up, and so it's even more yeah. important, the more of the biggest nomination or, yeah, election of your life. Because as she says, uh, what was it? What did she say? Uh, reproductive rights, marriage equality, labor protections, climate change, and health care are at a tipping point as we know it. As we know it. So that's um, one of <laughs> Alexandria. Well just uh, broken into REM. You know, this, this is the end of the world <laughs> right, as we know it. But right. I feel fine. She probably hasn't even heard that song. Probably. It's before uh, time. Yeah. So another thing that she had said that I had read, I don't have the article in front of me, is that if Trump decides to push through this nomination we should really reconsider the amount of justices on the supreme yeah, court i saw that like we should possibly add more justices <laughs> to be more fair and balanced I, I can see her being like we need to add 50 billion hundred it's <laughs> <laughs> like take that trump <laughs> so we we lose we lose the amount that so let's just add more to our side just because we lost. Right. Yeah. Because that, that's how it works. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's taken, what, 200 some years to get to the point where there's nine justices. Yeah. Yeah. But they're going to go ahead and throw in another 25 for the hell of it because <laughs> they well. want more on their side. That's like saying we lost the presidency. What if we add a second president? <laughs> right. We, you know, let's, yes, let's, let's get our own president. That'll teach them. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, and uh, so we're at this thing where um, it's whether or not they should push through this nomination before or after the election. Like we said, the election's in six weeks. Do you wait to see? Because yeah. in 2016, Scalia died how far before the election? It was way for, it was months. Yeah. Months before the election. Right. Yeah. It was like six months or something like that. 
Yeah. And Mitch McConnell himself was just like, no, I'm going to block this until right. the presidency. Yeah. And so, and we've been talking about this. Yeah. Forever now. It's like if, right. if Ginsburg dies. Right. Do they wait and hold that same precedent? No. No, no they don't. They're they're going to fast track it and Absolutely. Set. Yeah. I have um, McConnell's statement, his official statement after the passing of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So he says, uh, the Senate and, na and nation mourn the sudden passing of Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the conclusion of the extraordinary American life. Uh, Justice Ginsburg overcame one personal challenge and professional barrier after another. She climbed from a modest Brooklyn upbringing to a seat on our na nation's highest court and into the pages of American history. Justice Ginsburg was thoroughly dedicated to the legal profession and to her 27 years of service on the Supreme Court. Her intelligence and determination earned her the respect and admiration throughout the legal world and indeed throughout the entire nation, which now grieves alongside her family, friends, and colleagues. That sounds all well and good, right? It does, yes. Goes on to say, obviously we're going to politicize the statement course, too. Because it's McConnell. In the last midterm election before Justice Scalia's death in 2016, Americans elected a Republican Senate majority because we pledged to check and balance the last days of a lame duck president's second term. We kept our promise. Since the 1880s, no Senate has confirm, confirmed an opposite party president Supreme Court nominee in a presidential election year. By contrast, Americans re-elected our majority in 2016 and expanded it in 2018 because we pledged to work with President Trump and support his agenda, particularly his outstanding appointments to the federal judiciary. Once again, we will keep our promise. President Trump's nominee will receive a vote on the floor of the U U.S. Senate. So, he's saying, yeah, yeah, we're going to push through. Yeah, in 2016, we said we weren't going to push through because it's opposite party. And right. like he said, never really since 1880s, it says, has the Senate confirmed an opposite party uh, nominee in a presidential election year. Okay, I get that. Yeah. But then to turn around and say, hey, six weeks left, let's push this shit through right. really fast. Yeah. Fast track it. Yeah. It, it, yeah, it's definitely politically motivated. Obviously, I mean, it all is. It, all it, it is. It is. You know, it, it's as politically motivated as Nancy Pelosi now coming out and saying that they want to impeach Trump again. No, well, her <laughs> statement was, we have a lot of arrows in our quiver yeah. that we're going to use to block this appointment from going through before the election, including impeachment. Impeachment, right? Yeah, I mean, again, I mean, I'm I'm curious which which one they're going with this time. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Which arrow are you using? Right. Which, well, what are you yeah. impeaching what, for? Why are you impeaching him this time? Uh, uh, you know. uh, he's a bad man. Yeah, because it's Donald Trump and he's bad. Exactly. So it's surprisingly, <laughs> I mean. Couple people have come to Trump's support on on this. Not necessarily his support, well, but, no, but, um, but uh, slamming like, her for right, this yeah. stupidity. One being Rahm Emanuel. Surprisingly, surprisingly, the guy who coined the phrase "never let a good crisis go to waste." Yeah. Yep. So you want to? Yeah. Go through that. I one. got this one. So good old Rahm. 
who is the former Democratic mayor. Um, he rejected, and also um, Obama's former chief of staff. I just thought I'd throw out that. Mm-hmm. The article doesn't say that, but it, that's true. Um, rejected a suggestion to buy House Speaker Nancy Pelosi that the House would impeach President Trump again should he nominate someone to fill the Supreme Court seat, filled by Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Emmanuel, a Democrat, appeared on ABC News this week with host George uh, Snuffleupagus (laughs) on Sunday (laughs) to discuss the ongoing negotiations and debates over the future of the Supreme Court. Ginsburg died Friday from complications from pancreatic cancer. Emmanuel asserted that Trump should not move forward with nominating new justices close to 2020 election because Trump never won the popular vote. Oh, my gosh. And looks unlikely to do so based on polling. Thanks, Rom. Emmanuel said that Trump making such a move would amount to tyranny of a minority. That's bullshit. You know, one thing that has not been brought up, George, President Trump has never received the... Uh, popular vote and the idea that you'd be nominating a person not only did you not get the popular vote it's impossible at this point based on all the polling for him to actually win the impossible for him to actually win the popular vote this time huh Mm. wonder what he knows that we don't interesting as well and that is the tyranny of a minority and the idea that he didn't have the votes or that somehow he was elected to do this as ted cruz says no he wasn't He never even received the popular vote for his effort. And this proves to me, once again, when you look at McConnell, you look at Graham, what they said, it's what I've always said about Republicans from Washington. They're firm in their opinions. It's their principles that are flexible. The former Chicago mayor attempted to downplay Pelosi's remarks from an early Sunday interview in which she suggested an impeachment is on the table as an arrow against Trump. Emmanuel responded to a question from Snuffleupagus about potentially impeaching Trump. The reason I reject that politics and I understand the speaker, I would never underestimate her to look at all that her efforts and all her tools. But the idea of talking about impeachment as somehow retribution, that is what is corrosive to our political system. That somehow we have to one-up them. I actually think when you look at Ginsburg, one of the things people loved about her was even when she disagreed with Scalia, she had a friendship. And that's why I think one of the most iconic pictures of this week that's going to pay to Joe Biden's benefit is that picture where he elbow bumped the gentleman in Minnesota who was protesting him. And he said, I will also be your president. What does that have to do with any of this? I don't know. My brain's starting to hurt. Uh, so basically um she's saying he's saying that uh he feels like pelosi is being um a little corrosive yes and and a little dickish so he's basically he's not siding with trump like i said no he's he's saying yeah that would be tyranny but it's not it's not in our best best interest to try to one up his stupidity it yeah try it Play the higher ground yeah. game like Joe, and it'll go better because it's impossible for Trump to win the popular vote. So uh, yeah. it would Obviously. be obvious. It would be you know foolhardy for him to try to nominate somebody when nobody likes him. Yeah, and he's gonna lose, and uh, nobody cares. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> so the main point that I wanted to talk about for just a couple of minutes because um, we're not gonna talk forever on this topic because you can 
I'm I'm sure you're hearing it all over the place. But the main thing is all this stuff that we've mentioned, all this stuff we've read is talking about the politicization of the Supreme Court, which was never its intention. It was never supposed to be Republicans and Democrats on the the Supreme Court. It right. just wasn't. And and yeah, the Supreme Court is it's not meant to to write bills and pass legislation. No. Which is what people are looking at it to. That's when I mean Ruth Bader Ginsburg not being a part of of this, you know, that there being an empty seat, people are all worried about these laws and bills and stuff. And again, that's not what it is. And I think this summer the Supreme Court proved their intentions when Kavanaugh, who was appointed by Trump, right, went against Trump in On some immigration, policies. some big stuff, yeah. yeah, in a number of things, and said, "Hey, you didn't, you didn't make your case, right?" And, and it's my job, right, to decide if you made your case. Exactly. And you didn't make your case, yeah. So, no. and, and Trump even came off. He's like, "What the hell? I nominated yeah. this guy, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know." So, um, to 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 get this upset about a Supreme Court being empty. Um, I is just shows how flawed the system is. Yeah. Well, first of all, you get Dave. People on the left have made Ruth Bader Ginsburg a celebrity status, and then we have this over politicization of the Supreme Court. Um, this person here, this is just an op-ed. Um, just this was back in 2018 because that was her 25th anniversary of being on the Supreme Court. So they released like two films of her, and she all of a sudden was just like. This millennia, millennial hero, apparently, like people had her face on their shirt. Somebody like started a like a blog calling her the notorious RBG. I saw that. And um, she just became like kind of a pop star after that. Yeah. And this is basically saying how we shouldn't do that because that's it's basically over politicizing by making them such like an icon. Right. Like when when they do make a decision in the Supreme Court, they come out and they're like the hero to the left, and that that's not not what they were supposed to be right. going for. They're supposed yeah. to be going for, hey, this is what I um, translate the Constitution as saying, not hey, we won, we won, guys, yeah. we won. That's not it. And then yeah. and um, this article um, bashes on Scalia for doing the same thing because he was really big at it, like. He would come out. He was like a super political or a public figure, and he would come out, and people were like, "Oh, Scalia did this for the right," and then like he'd bow, take a bow and stuff like that, and it was just like, yeah, gross. And he would like bash on some of the the decisions that the other justices, like, or some of their statements and stuff. He would like kind of bash on them, and it wasn't a cohesive thing of them just trying like. Right. Working together, it yeah. was them versus us attitude. Right. And that's kind of when you're making her a celebrity, she was right. kind of coming out. I mean, she was never, towards the end of her life, she was coming out more yeah. on a one-sided thing. Right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think one of the things I really like about her is the relationship she had with Scalia. Mm -hmm. I mean, you hear a lot about how they would sit and have coffee. And, right. And just debate back and forth about different issues. Mm -hmm. You know, they were friends. They were on different ends of the spectrum. Um, but that's how it should be. So <clears throat> the point of this article, I'm not going to read it, or this op-ed, was when sh they become more celebrity status, that's when they kind of pull right. away and 
like focus more on public opinion right. rather than on um, their job, right. which is to translate the Constitution. Whether, right. I mean, obviously both sides, whether you're liberal or conservative, you're going to translate a little bit differently. Right. Yeah. But um, like Shit. Scalia was famous for saying that because the the left says how the Constitution is living and right. like you, it kind of evolves with time. And Scalia was famous for saying the Constitution was dead, dead, dead. And so he came out and famously said that. And that obviously right. won over the right. right. And so it's just like the whole, like, going after the public opinion right. yeah. is what kind Make, of pulls away from your job making and Making decisions based on, on, I guess, the crowd you're playing to. Yeah, right. You know, like when you have your own cheering section in the Supreme Court, you know, and yeah. she gets up to talk <laughs> and everybody's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> notorious yeah. RBG drops the mic as she and walks. She, they even had like um, personalities playing her on a Saturday night. Like, what the hell are you doing over there? I'm just like readjusting here, <laughs> really loudly. <laughs> personalities playing her on Saturday Night Live, which they do for all politicians. Right. But when do you really see that for the Supreme Court? Right. Yeah, right, like after right. 2018, she like shot through the roof in yeah. celebrity status. Yeah, which. Kind of was the downfall of the Democrats and why they're in the position they're in to start with. Because she has like this badass figure of, look, I'm like an 80-year-old like great-grandma and I'm still kicking it. And people are trying to convince her to, you know, step down. So uh, during this, during Obama's uh, second term. So this was pre-2018, I guess. So they wanted her to drop out so Obama could get somebody else in there. So could nominate a younger guy that would have more longevity for the liberal side that would be able to extend her legacy, basically, and and carry that on for another generation. But um, basically... Everyone's like, no, she's still a badass. Keep her in. You're you're a sexist or whatever. If you right. think she should step down, she can still she's right. still doing it. Yeah. Well, then we get to 2020, six right. weeks out from election, and you get lady on TikTok screaming at her. Yeah, you couldn't hold out for six more months. Come right. on, uh, you know, how just selfish of you. 21. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> that's that's where we are. Um, they're their own downfall, at least to a certain point. You only have yourselves to blame because you didn't try to convince her to yeah. retire at 80-whatever years old so you could put somebody else in. The Republicans have been doing it. They've been putting in these young guys like Brett Kavanaugh. Right. Brett Kavanaugh could, is, what, in his 50s maybe? I think so, yeah. He looks really young. I mean, he's got at least 30 years to get to Ginsburg's age. Right, right. yeah. That's an entire generation on yeah. the Supreme Court. Yeah. So if you're worried— that the Republicans are pulling to the right, or not the Republicans, the Supreme Court is pulling to the right, it's because you're partially to blame for that because um, you're keeping these people in right. too long. They're overstaying. It's like it's like the quarterback that stays in and wins like five, six, seven champions. Like, I'm just going to go one more year, one right. more year, and then ends up like the last thing you remember is how shitty of a quarterback right. We're talking wins. about you, Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm not saying that she was even shitty like in her final days. Right. She, she yeah. was, from what I've heard, she was still very um, sharp, very sharp, very yeah. uh, physically active and stuff. She even had like, um, again, back to her celebrity. She had like workout. They were just did like workout sessions, right. videotaped and stuff with her. Yeah. But still, she's going to re- 
be remembered, not from what she did. It's going to be remembered as 2020, mm-hmm. the year the world fell apart because RBG died. Right. Yeah. And, and, and the Constitution just lit on fire at that right. point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's it's um, adding more fuel to the fire yeah. that is 2020 and the election that is coming. Like I said, like I said, what else could we possibly? I, I do not say, do bite your tongue. <laughs> Take that back. Rewind. Rewind. <laughs> that never happened. I'll edit that out. <laughs> Just again, throw this in the mix. You might as well. Right. Might as well throw right. this in the mix. Yeah. yeah. What What will be interesting to see how this progresses. So. It will. Um, that's about all I think we have. Uh, for- just real quick, um, the um, as we said that uh, McConnell does have fifty votes. Uh, oh yeah, to to get um his person up there. So and so they are nominating uh, Amy Barrett, who is a uh, she was a circuit court uh, judge on the Ninth Circuit and um very pro life, uh, okay. Catholic, uh very conservative. Okay, so we'll see where that goes. Yeah. I, I was expecting Trump to nominate some like ambulance chaser lawyer too. He's well, like, a lot of people. This is my best lawyer. This is <laughs> he's, he's an amazing lawyer. He got me off of three different hit and run accidents. He's he's the, he's the best lawyer. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have thought that he would bring his sister in because his sister, I guess, is some high powered lawyer. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. Other people have said that they thought that it would be great if he tried to nominate Biden. Because they're so keen on trying to bring up people on sexual uh, misconduct, <laughs> <laughs> that Biden would be a perfect fit. All right, I mean, might as well get him in there, right? Does he have any law experience? I Does he need don't law? Know what his background is <laughs> uh, uh, besides his forty plus years in the Senate, right? Yeah. So yeah, there's that. We got all that. Bill, I haven't heard this. Wow, it's so long. This brings back so many memories, doesn't it? It does. Hey, hey, remember that one good meme? <laughs> this is so loud. <laughs> I'm going to have to turn that down. I just want to listen to this I for know. a while, you're, just because we just, haven't heard it. I know. Just, just bear with us, people. This is, um, this is a uh, mind wash. If you don't remember what that sound is, I think I really don't. If you don't remember what this music means, because it's been like four weeks since. Oh, at least. This is the start of our favorite segment, so favorite that we haven't done it in forever. The Party Line Patriots, which is where we pull up the memes, pull up the the keyboard warriors um, posts. Those, People those. that are biased to and stick stick to their guns on no their on their what. party side. This is like the, this is the people. This is how they get their news. Yep. And yep. They this try is, to spread the love and just sharing it around. That's how they're doing their yes. good deed in the world. Yes. Is You're, you know, if I don't share this, then somebody won't know how I stand politically. And yes. then what are we gonna do? Yes. And there is no defense for the meme. There is no defense. It's what? like this crane kick in Karate Kid. <laughs> do you remember? Um, the the email chains that if you don't send this to fifty right. people, um, you will have you will die barren or something <laughs> like that, and that's that's just kind of what these remind me, like these internet warriors. It's like if I don't share this meme, something, yeah, Donald Trump will get four more years in office. Oh, yeah. uh, let me see if I can find where I save these at. Hang on, I'm gonna drag these over so you can see them. Oh. Still got that ladies' video right there. Oh yes. So here's 
wanted to start out because we were just talking about Mitch McConnell pushing through his votes for the nomination. This one says, how come the person who dies is never Mitch McConnell? <laughs> is that not one-sided? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. The comments crack me up. This person says, turtle demons don't die. <laughs> Scott, this guy says, not with that attitude. <laughs> oh, man. So there's that. I mean, you can kind of see that they're a little biased against Mitch McConnell. A little bit. They for whatever reason. They don't like Moscow Mitch. <laughs> All right. So this next, uh, that's the same one. What the heck? All right. Here we go. Says, why does Black Lives Matter have to answer for looters, but the NRA doesn't have to answer for school shooters? Mm, What's your opinion on that? Wow, you know, this is something that's going to keep me up at night. Except for the fact that it has nothing to do with each other. No, no, because Black Lives Matter openly promotes. Yeah. And they're the they're protest. yelling Black Lives Matter with the Black Lives Matter's T-shirt, sign, and hat while they throw the well, brick through the windows. Some school shooters might be wearing NRA hats, too. I don't know if anybody's like, NRA, baby, and start shooting. <laughs> and you never hear the NRA saying, you know what, keep these school shootings going until something right, happens. Yeah, right, you know? right. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going to keep doing shootings until there's real change. Yep. <laughs> not, not the same thing no. at all. Nope. Sorry. All right. So this one says, why is my Democratic-run city on fire today? And it shows a picture of a fire, city on fire. It says Trump is president. Picture of fire, defund the police. Trump on, or Trump on fire. <laughs> Building on fire, capitalism is bad. Building on fire, Trump is replacing RBG. Building on fire, we don't understand forest management. Building on fire, it's Tuesday. <laughs> so these are all that seems the, accurate. All the reasons why your Democrat run city is on fire today, apparently. <laughs> According to a handy guide, it says. Yes, that's that is handy. All right, this one, this woman posts. I saw a child wearing a Trump 2020 mask at school today, and I wanted to literally burn him alive. Damn, literally burn literally, him alive. Literally, literally, like, literally pour gasoline yeah. on his little corpse and yeah. light him on fire. Yeah, alive. Yeah, you know, and and th- this is. You know, this is the McConnell, and I'm sure there's plenty that go against Pelosi or whatever. It's uh-huh. like, you know, there used to be a time where we were at least all Americans. Yeah. You right. know, we we're all at least human beings, right. you know, and we were able to at least come together on that respect. I don't, I mean, I was young, but I don't remember ever during no. Clinton era somebody saying, look, I saw Clinton on this guy's hat and I wanted to light him on fire. Right. No. I no. wanted to light him on freaking fire, yeah. man. I, I don't remember anything like that until uh, Bush's second term, mm-hmm. where all of a sudden it's like, I think Canada made a movie about uh, Bush being assassinated. Oh, okay. And, like, I don't remember that. Yeah, so Bush was like evil at that point, and then Obama came in, and then everything got polarized. Yeah, that sounds about right. Next we have... <laughs> <laughs> so, here, let me blow this one up. It says, the slow death of an 87-year-old woman. It shows... Uh, what do you call these things? Um, the things that flatten the roads, right, the yeah. big rolly wheels type thing. Yep. It says the slow death of an 87 year old woman. And there's a guy standing probably a good hundred feet away, holding his hand up, and then it's a close up on him, and it says RPG fan shocked by her death. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, like you said, uh, she had her foot in a grave. 
yeah. for a while now. So and it, for these people to be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she's dead. I'm what, so you, shocked right you, now. You can't believe that? <laughs> yeah, right. I can't believe she's still alive. <laughs> right, yeah. That she made it this far. All right. This one's not really a political. <laughs> this one I just thought was funny, so I threw it in. Because it has to do with the mask and coronavirus, so we might as well. It says, my mask broke in the store, and I felt like Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl. <laughs> and you probably got treated like it, no too, doubt. from some side. Yeah. Because I remember um, our church played the Super Bowl all the way up to the point that Janet Jackson oh, nipple slipped out. So yeah. imagine that reaction. About the same reaction of a group of church people and Janet Jackson's <laughs> nipple falling out as a bunch of people in the supermarket when your ma- your mask falls down. Yeah. And you get that like, oh my God, that's yeah. disgusting. How could you? How, how how dare you expose me to that? <laughs> so I guess this could be political in a yes. way. Yeah, it is. It is. And finally, I found this one <laughs> because it fits so perfectly with that video. This is the same woman that screamed at Trump's Nom, or election, it's a bunch of them standing. Because some of you guys can't see this, that's why I'm overly explaining it. If you're listening to it in podcast land, it's the same woman with the hat on that screamed about Trump getting elected, and um, they're all in like a a, a a choir holding like hymnals and stuff, and it says Ruth Bader Ginsburg's funeral choir. Wow, <laughs> oh, that's horrible, but. What, and I, I thought it was horrible. It's just like, yeah, that's a little but over it, the top. And then we saw that video of that yeah, woman. And we were like, we got to do okay, it. Okay. Yep. Talk yep. about over uh, the top. All right. All right. You're probably right. That's probably her funeral <laughs> choir. Well, that is about it for today. I think that was the only ones we had. I think so. All right. Yep. That was it. There were some good everyone. ones, though. There were good ones. It was. Um, definitely wanted to get that back because we haven't been able to laugh at some good stuff lately. Yeah. So right. And um, well, we all helps. need a good laugh during during the world on fire and falling apart and democracy ending as we know it before our very eyes. We got to laugh it off, right? Exactly. That's, I feel like yes. When that, the when the world's on fire and and everything's going to hell. You gotta laugh. Yeah, you. It's like that meme with the dog with the coffee cup and, <laughs> yeah. and the house on fire. It's like I'm. This is fine. Yeah, this, this is, is fine. I'm good. I'm good. Except yeah. we're just joking about it and laughing. Cause yeah, it's, it's right. all hilarious to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I fear for the future of this country. Right. But I'm still gonna laugh about it until it's right. completely gone. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, that's about has it. Do we got anything else? Um, you look like you're you're getting sleepy over there, so I'm gonna no, let these people I, get. No, I'm good. Well, we just hit midnight. Um, I'm, I'm only... hitting my second wind. All right. Well, I'm so... gonna have to go get some coffee before I get my <laughs> second wind. But w- that's all we got for tonight. Like I said, check us out on social media at Break the Bell Pod. Check out our store. Buy some merch. Support us. Do all that fun stuff. Share us around. Um. Leave comments and stuff. We're going to try to get some more bonus content coming your way soon. Yeah. If Bill ever finishes up school so he can I have know, a little I more apologize. free time. But, um, yeah, look forward to some of that stuff in the future. Otherwise. Yeah. Oh, hey, we got the, um, uh, was, don't we have the um, Trump-Biden debate coming up? Oh, yes. We have a Trump-Biden debate coming up. Yes. And Is we it are this week to, or next week? I'm going to I'm gonna Google that right now because I don't remember. I feel like we should know this thing. I feel like we should, too. Is it the 29th? 28th, 29th, somewhere in there. So not this week. It's the following week. Yeah, I think it's like next Monday or Tuesday. So we're going to be... Do you want to 
Do you want to live stream that? I think we should. I think we should too. And we're going to partner up with my brother at the System is Down podcast. And because he likes to get into these debates. And so it'd be fun to like have another um, really asshole voice to um, to share in our fun. Yes, we want ultimate assholery. Yes. It's slated for Tuesday, September 29th. Okay. So next Tuesday. Okay. Look forward to that. Bill, you better not have any schoolwork going on. I, I will make sure early. I do not. Be here. Um, we will let you know what time that's going to be at because I don't see a time stamp on here just yet. So uh, look for that announcement coming up in the later on this week. But yeah, we're definitely going to be doing something uh, for the debates. And that's going to be a little more laid back. So maybe we'll yeah. have to have a few drinks in hand too. And so. maybe get a good buzz on while we do it. So yeah. um, join us for that. Um, glad you reminded me because I completely forgot about yeah, that. Well, I knew that. So, all right. Well, have a good week. Uh, we will see you for that Tuesday and then also, uh, Wednesday back here for yes. the, um, another main episode. So you get d double, double dose next double week. Dose. So, um, that's, that's, uh, once again, we are, we are the most generous. We're, we're givers. Yeah. We, we like to give and, um, yeah. So yeah. Anyway, that's all I got. You all got right. anything else? No, so, I'm just rambling now. Yes, so it's we will just, see you next time. We can time. just keep talking. Just keep right. We'll this is going to be like well, the, we need to. Gonna, you know what we need to have? We need to have a competition. Someone to to figure out a good closing phrase for us. Like stay like, classy, Cedar Rapids. Like, or, uh, you know, never stop talking. Yes, I don't know something that we can say to end it. Maybe maybe our slogan shouldn't be never stop talking because, <laughs> because we, we just, just never stop talking. It's <laughs> maybe like, it should be shut the hell up. <laughs> it's, it's like the final Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, you watch well, it like, that's it. This is the end, guys. This has to be the end. So All then right, um, not, RBG yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. For real, though. For real. For real. <laughs> okay. We're, we're, we're going for real now. All right. Never stop talking. Bye. <laughs>